This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. is Sky Blues Extra. Hello and welcome to another special episode of the Sky Blues Extra podcast, which is kindly sponsored by Shortland Horn, Coventry's leading estate agents. My name's Tom Ward and I'm joined this evening by David. Evening, Tom. And I'm delighted to say we're also joined by a very special guest. Our guest this evening started his career at Sunderland and has had spells at a number of clubs, including Cardiff and Bradford, before signing for the Sky Blues in 2019. He's recently broken into the Sky Blues first team and has put in some impressive performances so far. Sponsored by Sky Blues Extra, I am, of course, talking about Ben Wilson. Evening, Ben. Thanks for giving up some of your time to join us on the show. Evening, gentlemen. I hope you're all right and thank you very much for having me tonight. Yeah, no, we uh, we appreciate you coming on. You know, it's a busy fixture schedule at the moment. So, uh, yeah, I it doesn't feel I've got time to blink at the minute. Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. We'll obviously get onto this season shortly and, and talk a bit about that because it's been it's been great sort of so far. Um, but yeah, we just wanted to to go back to the start really and I guess find out a bit more about you and and sort of before your time at Coventry. So we tend to just start with you know right at the start really. You know, you obviously I think you're brought up not far from Sunderland. Tell us a bit more about your upbringing, Ben. Yeah, um, I'm from a place called County Durham, um, a little place in within County Durham called Stanley, which um, is, I see it's in the middle of Sunderland, Newcastle, so there's a lot of mixture between Sunderland and Newcastle fans. Um, but obviously I, I was brought up um, supporting Sunderland as a young boy because obviously my mum in the family is the football family. dad doesn't really know too much about football or didn't play football growing up, which is quite surprising. Obviously uh, most fathers who's got sons in the game now, obviously are all ex-football fans or footballers themselves. Um, but now it all started out for me at uh, my boyhood club called Sandhall, which is um, now called Beamish and East Stanley. Yeah. Um, and you now we were a very, very good team. Um, it was a good club to be a part of. But uh, when I first joined, 
I um I remember being asked to asked to play and I always wanted to go and goal. I don't know why I did, to be honest. Obviously, well, I say I look back now and I think it was a good choice. Um because I don't know if I'd be a professional footballer if I had to play off field now. But um I um I begged and begged to go and goal, but because I was so fast as a young boy, I was I was always on the wing. Um and then the season after um, I didn't really, to be fair, I didn't really score too many goals. So maybe that's why I got further and further back. But um, the season after, we didn't start off with a goalkeeper. So then I asked to go and goal. And um, that season, we played in a tournament down in Blackpool. And that's when I got picked up to play by Sunderland. Um, there was a few few other teams interested then. But obviously, as a young boy, as a young Sunderland fan, it was um, obviously it was only one one team I wanted to play for back then. That was when I was, I think it was nine-year-old. I think I got yeah. picked up to play for Sunderland. Um, and then obviously just went from there went and, went and played for Sunderland um, I say during the week trained during the week played on a Saturday but then I'd always go back to my Sunday league team on a Sunday which they they weren't really fond of me doing but uh, it was the fun side of it obviously when you're a young yeah. lad football was always fun as a kid but uh, it takes the pressure off you when you go back and play play with your mates on a Sunday um, for what we used to go through during the week, so it was um, it was always nice to stay in touch with my mates on a Sunday and obviously get the proper training, proper football from Monday to Saturday. Like, yeah, I can imagine. Um, you you mentioned supporting Sunderland as a as a kid. Um, did you sort of have any players that you like were your favourites, or, or perhaps were there any goalkeepers that you sort of looked up to? It, maybe even outside of Sunderland as well. Yeah, well, speaking about Sunderland, I don't really think uh, there's too many Coventry fans want to listen to, listen to me tonight. <laughs> I know there's a bit of bad blood between Sunderland and Coventry, but uh, luckily it was before my time, so I've got no bad blood there. When I was growing up, I um, it was obviously goalkeeper at the time when I first started getting into football was Tommy Sorensen, um, and obviously in my eyes he's the real great Dane. There's not there's obviously Peter Schmeichel's obviously there, but um, Tommy Sorensen was uh, in my eyes the best at that time. <laughs> Um, but as even as a goalkeeper, I was always fond of outfield players, and obviously we had the partnership of Niall Quinn and Kevin Phillips back then. Um, and obviously, yeah, yeah, across the water there, you had Alan Shearer banging in the goals for Newcastle. But uh, in my my childhood, it was all about Kevin Phillips and Niall Quinn. And and Ben, how with the positions you mentioned there about playing up front and trying to score goals did you try a lot of different positions before you came a goalkeeper or was it just like you say from out and out you always wanted to be a keeper um well obviously they put me on the wing because I was rapid um but yeah I always wanted to go and goal and when I went in goal I'd obviously done an all right job um and obviously got picked up and I always look back and do say it was fate that I went in goal for where I am that where I am today yeah um but even still now, like if I if I could take the gloves off and play outfield and train, I'd be the first to put my hand up and say, "Let me play outfield, let me put outfield." Um, and I always did. All growing up, I always played Sunday League football. I mean, I remember playing even on the sixteen level. I um I used to play centre half and right back for my team. Or I moved to moved to a team called Blackfine, and that season I got Player of the Season and Players Player of the Season. So it's like. The goalkeeper's come. He's playing outfield and he's getting player of the season. It was like it was it was crazy. But I used to love it. I absolutely love it. I mean, as much as I shouldn't say it, I, I, when I go home, I like to play five side with my mates. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, um, they do it's always say that, don't they? As, as children, they do always say that now as coaches that try and play as many positions as you can because it stands you in good stead, doesn't it? No, one hundred percent it does. I mean, I remember was it Edwin Van der Sar? I think it was. Mm. Ajax 
put him centre midfield for a year. So he was obviously this unbelievable goalkeeper, but they played him centre midfield for a year just so he was good on the ball. And obviously he was one of the first who was actually known for being really good with his feet. Yeah. Um, especially the way the game's going now. I think obviously in 10 years' time, I'd, goalkeepers won't even have to wear gloves because no one really, no one <laughs> coaches goalkeepers, no more. It's all about being a, being an outfield player. Yeah, second um, But um, no, I mean, I like the way the game's played now and I like playing football. Obviously, as much as I'd love to play number eight or number six just to get in the ball and spray a few balls about because there's, um, there's a little bit of pressure if you give the ball away then. At least you've got another line in front of you to give it uh, or behind you to um, to yeah, pack exactly. your up with. If I, if I get tackled with a ball, I think it's game over then. Which obviously yeah. I did in pre-season. I got a, I got a bit grief for that. Like, but um, you've got to get your mistakes out, haven't you? Yeah, no, exactly. And and your youth career um, was at Sunderland. Just just talking a bit more about that and just touching on that. How how did that sort of blossom and and how how long was that sort of you know uh, as a good good preparation into you know men's football. Yeah, no, Sunderland, obviously, at the time, they just when I joined, they just moved into the academy and the academy of light was, obviously, it was state-of-the-art. It was absolutely fantastic. I mean, even still now, as much as it's nearly 20-year-old there now, the training ground, it's still one of the best in the country. Yeah. Um, and, and we had everything. Um, the, the facilities were, like, second and on, the coaching staff. We had all the gear, everything. You couldn't, we, we were spoiled. And I think, I, I look back and I think, even now, uh, there's a, the problem with all these big team, friendly teams and that now is they do spoil the young boys. But yeah. I think that's where football's becoming. It's obviously they're all, we're all little princesses now, won't we? That's the thing. <laughs> um, but no, as as a kid at Sunderland, it was amazing. I had a goalkeeper coach called Mark Prudder yeah. and he um, he was absolutely outstanding. Out, absolutely outstanding. Honestly, I couldn't I couldn't talk highly enough about someone as a as a person as a, and as a coach. Yeah. Um. And I think it speaks volumes of all the keepers that came through at Sunderland in my time, who's went on to do good things. Obviously, you've got Pickford, who's number one at England. Of course. Um. You've had Ben Anik, uh, Trevor Carson, who's still playing. Um. Even Joel Dixon now he's playing Barrow in League Two. Yeah. Um, we've we've had a lot of really really good goalkeepers come through over the years, um, and I, I had the best. I had the best training, um, I had the best training facility. So it always helps. Um, and I was I was there in eleven years. I've seen a number of different goalkeeping coaches. I got older as I as I was training with the first team, a lot more. Um, but I think a young naive Ben. I think I got a little bit too comfortable in my own yeah. surroundings. I was at Sunderland. I was at home with my mates all the time. Yeah. I, I had the best. I was living this world where, I mean, I was driving in my, my Fiat Punto, which I had to fill oil up every week and driving, <laughs> pulling in next to Porsches and Lamborghinis and that in yeah. the train, training ground. Um, and I, did, I think I just got a little bit too comfortable and, and kind of forgot what I, why I was there, really. It was mm. just an honour. It was an honour to play for Sunderland, be at Sunderland, but I think I got lost in my ways a little bit and and enjoyed probably maybe enjoyed the lifestyle a little bit too much when I was when I was a young boy and forgot which direction I really needed to go in. Yeah, and and something that perhaps helped with that was loan spells. What what is it like to go out on loan, and it, you know how does it help you learning from different coaches and also different management and playing styles? Um, no, the coaches them the coach spells. Sorry, the loan spells were. Uh, I would say that it was they were negative. But they did have the positives in a sense of you're going into men's changing room, you're going to yeah. players who've who've played the game, who've been at the top level, who's dropped down, getting on a little bit now. So you learn from them. Um, but there's there was a lot of things happened, and 
I got sent on loan as backup and maybe look now and think, well, I've been a number two a lot of my career. Mm. And did that start because of that? You're getting sent out on loan to be a backup rather than getting sent out on loan to play. Mm. I mean, my first, my first loan spell, I went I went to Harrogate Sound, which was, was an hour from where I lived. So it was amazing. Well, not too far to travel. Yeah. We, we used to train on the old AstroTurf pitches with sand on in a car, car park next to Morrison's. Um, so that was an eye opener because I'd been given everything all my life. So all of a sudden, I'm I'm training this professional football, yeah, and, uh, on this little sand pitch down in there, uh, down in Harrogate. Like, um, but I played a couple of games there, done all right, and then all of a sudden, their goalkeeper came back uh, from his injury, mm-hmm. and he kicked up this big fuss in the changing room because I was I was playing, and then literally wow. 45 minutes before kickoff. Um, the manager pulled his says, uh, look, at the end of the day, he's our goalkeeper, so we're going to have to play him. And I thought to myself, well, hang on a minute. Yeah. Surely that, that's not football. Is that? That's not how it works. I've done all right here. Um, and I went about Sunderland after that. So it was, as much as it was positive, going and playing a couple of games, it ended badly because obviously he come back and I got dropped for no reason. Um, yeah. But it was, like you say, it was, it was good to learn. I got there. Um, it was a different environment and that's what I needed. Um, and there was and then, one in Cardiff, wasn't there, as well? Was it 2014? Well, that's when I officially signed for Cardiff in 2014, but I, I went down in 2013, in okay. August, September 2013. But obviously, because of the international clearance, they didn't allow me to sign until the following transfer window. So <laughs> all the games I was playing for the 23, 21s, 23s then, it was all down as a trialist, even though I'd, I'd, I'd already signed the pre-contract. Um but it was it was strange how that came about. I mean, I'd obviously left Sunderland that year, yeah. And I had a few, I had a few good trials. I, I went to Fulham on trial. I went to Middlesbrough on trial, um. And I thought, so yeah, I'm 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 still in with it. Yeah, I've left a Premier League club. I'm going to get another Premier League club or a good Championship club. I think Fulham yeah. in Championship time. And um, now oh, they would have been Premier League. Sorry. Um, and I thought that's it. Obviously, my luck's still in. I've I've still got a chance. And um, they they fizzled out, and I ended up um. So going going back even further, should I say, is when I was twenty in, was it twenty? Oh, what year would that have been? Two no, it was when I left school. So two thousand and eight, I um two thousand seven, two thousand eight, I um Sunderland didn't know whether they were going to give me a scholarship or not. Sure. So they sent me these exit trials, and there was a load of teams that came in for me there, and then obviously they offered me a scholarship from that. Um, but there was one team and one guy he kept ringing me all the time rang me literally every year for the, for five years for the, for the five years I was full-time at Sunderland and um it was Cambridge and he was like we're desperate we'll we'll, we'll love you down here we'll love you down here and the, the honestly they were so I don't know I would say it in all me but they had you had yeah. such high hopes must, be, and must be quite not difficult but you know it's it's nice to obviously really feel wanted isn't it like that and and of course that oh. had that desired effect then when when Sunderland but it must it must be quite difficult to sort of you know turn turn perhaps that down but it's it's one of them isn't it yeah I mean they were in the it was it would have been the conference at the time yeah. and obviously I thought myself I was a young young boy at Sunderland I think Premier League I'm not jumping down that far but in a sense obviously I didn't really know football properly then. Um, but it was nice. It was it was such a nice feeling that someone actually had me. He was ringing me home, me ringing me house phone, speaking to my parents on the phone, saying how much you'd love me to come down. And then obviously fast forward, it, the, when I got released from Sunderland, he was straight on the phone. Um, and I went down to Cambridge. They even threw me. It was I think I went down on my birthday, and they even threw me a little birthday party. He took me out for my meal and all, a meal and all that. So that was even good. Yeah. And um, they'd offered me this non-contract for the time being. 
And um, at the same time, Akron and Stanley came in with a non-contract offer as well. And I thought to myself, well, they're, they're in the league, they're in the conference, yeah. I'll, go, I'll go to Akron and Stanley, even though it was a lot less money at Akron and Stanley. Mm. Um, but I thought, well, it's league football, I'll stay in league. And obviously that's what I want to do. Yeah. Um, and literally I turned up back into Stanley. I mean, that, that was an eye opener as well. Um, and I'd, I'd been there about a week and um, we played Cardiff in the cup. I was on the bench, no surprise there. <laughs> and um, the goalkeeping coach pulled me at halftime saying, would you like to come to Cardiff? I was like, well, yeah, what, what, they must, I must have had a good warm up here. Yeah, and, um, and obviously I, I rang the agent straight away at the time and said, "Look, Cardiff's interested in me. Let let's get the ball rolling." Like, and I say to him, he he wanted me to come down that week and train, and I was like, "Well, I can't really. I'm still under the. I wasn't. I could have really walked away because it was only a non-contract." Yeah, and um, I says, "Well, I'm definitely playing in the game next week. Come and watch that." As he came and watch it, it was crew away. We ended up getting beat two 0 unfortunately, um, but I had no right game. And he rang us after the game saying, right, there's, a, there's going to be a contract here for you in the morning. So I got him agent, we spoke to Akron Stanley and obviously they, it was a non-contract to walk away. So um, it was a no-brainer really. And obviously the five years I had there, the first few years was absolutely unbelievable. And I think that was the best thing for me. Obviously I moved away from home. I was in a new yeah. city. I was with new people. I was living in digs that I'd never done before. And I, you, you, you've got to become a man then. I, maybe it took me a lot longer to become a man than what I should have, but that was because I was I was uh, mothered all my life at, at Sunderland, at home. I had everything yeah, done for me. Yeah. Um, even though my missus would agree now that uh, she still does that for me now. But um, <laughs> They all would. <laughs> yeah, literally. Uh, um, but no, it was the, it was the best, best thing I ever done in my life, move away from home, um, for, for my football reasons anyway. It's also a little bit about sort of playing outfield when you were a kid. And uh, I read somewhere that you, you had a, a little spell out outfield in a friendly. Is that right, Akadi? Yeah, that was unbelievable, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. So this is this is the current Manchester United manager, mind. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Shy, he says, obviously, it was the first game of pre-season. So normally you you two uh, would have two, two 11s playing 45 minutes each. And um, during the first half, one of our players went down injured. And uh, the gaffer looked at me, he says, Ben, go inside and get an outfield kit on, you'll be coming on second half outfield. I was like, oh, oh my God, this yeah, is my yeah. dream come true. That's it. I don't have to be a goalkeeper no more. And um, so I went, I went inside, got changed. So I'm thinking, oh my God, I look unbelievable in this kit. Yeah, I, I think I could do a job here. And <laughs> um, I think it was about 20 minutes to go. And I've came on. I'm nervous. I'm a nervous wreck, but buzzing at the same time. And literally, within about a minute of me being on the pitch, this ball's got played in behind. I've run in behind the striker and I've went to take it around the keeper. I don't know why. I should have dinked it. I should have dinked it. I would have scored if I just dinked it. And I've tried to take it around the goalkeeper within within a minute of being on the pitch. And um, honestly, it still haunts me now that I didn't score in that game. But um, I think my fitness levels were a bit uh, a bit off the pace at that time. Um, I think that's why I'm better off in goal because uh, my heart was about to stop or burst out my chest after about five minutes. So <laughs> it's probably best that I don't have to get my heart rate up too much now. Yeah. yeah. So, so when you get that chance, that was when your outfield career was over then. <laughs> I'd still like I still like to think I can do a job, but um, <laughs> I think I just I enjoy tackling and heading the ball. And obviously, unfortunately, you're not allowed to tackle no one no more in football. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, you never know. You never know what, what chance might come around at the Sky Blues. There's plenty of subs these days, so. Yes, very, very, very. I do dream of it. Honestly, even against, was it when I when I played against Norwich, all I could think to myself was, I'm going to come up for a corner, I'm going to score the winning goal. I'm thinking to myself, why, as a goalkeeper, do I, what, do I concentrate more on scoring goals than I do saving goals? Maybe if, I, if I'd altered that, I might be a better goalkeeper, you know what I mean? <laughs> You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. And um, you moved to the Sky Blues in the summer of 2019. Um, when did you sort of first hear about the interest in Coventry? Um, well, obviously, as I think obviously we're going to talk about in a bit, we knew um, I knew Alad Williams from um, Cardiff, his days at Cardiff. And uh, he took us to Telford also when my contract was running out of Cardiff. And he'd rang me, I think, in the January. So, yeah, so January 20, the start of January. Um, Seeing I'm I'm coming to court. I'm getting the job, goalkeeping coach job at Cardiff at the end of the season because Oggy's retiring, and um, he says I've been allowed to bring in a number two, if of my choice, it can be anyone. So I'm ringing you now and telling you I'm taking you there with us. He didn't say do you want to come. He says I'm taking you there with us. And I thought to myself at the time I was at Bradford City. We were we were, um, we were struggling. Um, on the obviously even at Christmas time we're on the verge of get relegated, and um, I thought. That's unbelievable. I've I've not, I've been injured for four and a half months. I've not I've kicked. A, uh, I think I played two games before Christmas, and I'm getting a move to Coventry. Um, and honestly, I, I couldn't stop thinking about it for the next was it six months un, until I signed. Um, it was it was obviously unbelievable. Obviously, the season they had, they had a good season before, and just missed out on the playoffs. Um, and I was going into a, obviously a new. Well, I didn't know this at the time, but a, literally a brand new team from that year. With all the signings we made last pre-season, um, but honestly, I, I I couldn't wait to get down. Obviously, I played a few games towards the end of the season, and obviously, my first ever game at the Rico, well, first and only game at the Rico, um, ended in a two-nil win for Coventry. So it wasn't too bad for them. But on the other hand, I got relegated as a goalkeeper, so it wasn't. Uh, yeah, it was, I imagine. Yeah, no, it was. Um, it was nice knowing that I was going to end up signing for Coventry. Um, all I could. But all I was, it was quite nervous because it was my first league game that season. Um, knowing I find that I had to play well, just so the manager didn't turn around to rally or ring him after the game and say there's no chance of signing this keeper. He's believe hopeless. But uh, luckily, I done, I done all right. So it was a nice sunny day, um, mm-hmm. and obviously, I just remember getting booed off the pitch by by our own fans that day. Yeah, and yeah, you mentioned obviously you played in that that game not long before signing. Um, what else did you sort of know about Coventry? Were you were you aware of Coventry as a sort of club, like, you know, when you were growing up and things like that? Yeah, well, obviously, back in the day, I mean, obviously, Sunderland and Coventry rivalry, um, you, you hear about all that. Um, and obviously, I grew up at Sunderland, obviously, Jordan Henderson was a few years older, he had a loan spell here, and um, we'd signed, oh, sorry, they'd signed Blair Adams, I don't know if you ever, ever remember Blair yeah, Adams. And obviously, he's he's one of my closest mates in football still. And I'd spoke to him about it, and he says it was an absolute unbelievable club. And um, obviously, that just fills you with hope. And I, he'd worked with Mark Robbins in his in the in his previous spell at um, at Coventry, so he said a lot of good things about the gaffer. Um, and I, was, I I just couldn't wait to get down and play for them, like. And what did you sort of what did Mark Robbins say when you first joined to you? <laughs> it's quite a funny conversation fair. so he, I think he was away on holiday when I first came down and signed and um, he wanted me to ring him so I, I, I gave him a phone call yeah, yeah. and um, 
he just says, oh, welcome and all that. We're happy to have you, which obviously is always nice to hear. And um, he says, oh, what you got planned? I says, well, tomorrow I'm flying out, I'm flying out of Blair Adam Stag do. <laughs> and he says, oh, well, I'm, I'm not sure I'm not sure that's what we want to hear, the first, the first, one of our first conversation, Ben. Um, but luckily that was right that was right at the start of the summer, so I would have me uh, I could have me fun before I uh, got my head down and got fit again. So yeah, I'm, I'm not sure he's too pleased with our first ever conversation. Yeah, where was the stag? It was in Dublin, so it was it was the first ever time I'd been to Dublin. It was absolutely unbelievable. Not that I can remember much of it, but it was unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> and coming in, did you did you know you were going to be a second choice, or did did you come in thinking that the position was there to be played for, or how and how how did you sort of feel about that coming into it? Obviously, for well, the challenge. Uh, Possibly. Yeah, well, like anything, obviously, I knew, I knew I was coming in as number two. Alad had spoke to me previously to say, you're right, you're a number two. We're looking at Mark Rose here as number one. Um, but at the end of the day, you've got to come in and fight, you know what I mean? Yeah. And obviously, yeah. I knew nothing about Mark at the time. He knew nothing about me. We were two new goalkeepers in a in a, in a new club. And um, I can say, honestly, I was, I was as fit as a fiddle coming into the season. Yeah. I was yeah. sharp. I was ready. Um, and I had no. I, I thought I had an unbelievable preseason. I was getting praised a lot, um, and I was ready. I, I was. I was probably. I think it's because I was so happy being here and so fit at the time. I was. I, I felt like I could do no wrong, and I was. I was ready to play. And in all the games I played, I was. Um, I was doing. I was doing doing well and performing really well. Yeah. Um, and then obviously the first game of the season came around and obviously I wasn't playing and honestly, it, it hurt me so much. It, it I don't know how to describe it really, but it, honestly, it, it killed me. Yeah, but yeah. at the same time in my head, I knew that I was, I was, I was the second choice, you know what I mean? But obviously yeah, because yeah. of all the praise and how well they'd been doing, I thought, well, I've given myself a good chance here. I'm hearing a lot of positive feedback. There's a, there's a hell of a chance of me going to play here. Um, so as much as it hurt me, I didn't, I didn't let it affect me. Because yeah, yeah. of of known I was number two, but as well it, it was only I'd only been here six weeks, yeah. Um, and the season's only ten months long, isn't it? So I um I stayed happy, and I think um I how can I say it? I um I used I used that as motivation just to kick on and make sure I was I was. Performing day in day out, and yeah, I, yeah. I think I, I got rewarded with all the praise I was getting during the season. I mean, obviously fans didn't see what went on behind the scenes or what yeah, goes on in the field, and um, I honestly I work I work as hard as I can every day. I mean, you do have your days you come in where you can't be bothered, or it's hard to get not that not that you can't be bothered, but it's hard to get yeah, going. Of course, yeah, like anything. Um, yeah. But. 99% of the time I'm on it I'm, I'm working hard I want to win in training small side of games I want to concede the least amount of goals and I think that's what's kept me going all this time because it's, like it's hard not playing but you've got to make up for that on the training field and if you're performing week in week out on the training field you're going to give yourself a chance when it comes to Saturday and you do get a chance Yeah it's, do you, Obviously you've been around a lot of different changing rooms and, and you know with that type of role as a goalkeeper, obviously there's only one one slot. Does it does it get hard? Because obviously a lot of outfield players, there's a chance that they, you know, they're always going to get a, a possibility. It, it must be a bit not difficult, but it's it's totally different, isn't it, to an outfield player? Yeah, no, it's men- mentally, honestly, it is so tough. Uh, don't people don't realise? Mm. Even as an outfield player, it is so tough. But 
if you haven't got a strong head, and I'm still working on it now, I still struggle honestly with with the mental side of the game. Um, yeah. And if if you're not ready to fight and work on the mental side of the game, you there's point as being a goalkeeper or being a footballer in general because there's so many downs. You're like you you come into work, you train for two three hours a day, yeah. um, you're kicking a ball around for a living. You're with you're in a group of change room where it's just banter all the time, but. At the end of the day, it's, it's so it's it is it, honestly. I, I don't know. People talk about the mental side of the game a lot, but yeah, you don't realize how important you can be the best player in the world. But honestly, if your head's not on it, you you're you're out the game. I mean, I grew up with so many players who were unbelievable footballers, but dropped out the game because they couldn't they couldn't hack it mentally. Yeah, um, and honestly, even I mean, I say my old age now of twenty eight, I um, <laughs> I'm still I'm still working on it and. I do. Even going into games now, I'm 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 a nervous wreck still. Until I, I get going, I've settled down. Um, but it's hard. If you need you need to be able to be to control your mind to be able to perform day in day out and be at the top of your game. Like definitely, I think that's why there's a lot of goalkeepers at the top. That maybe aren't unbelievable goalkeepers, but they don't give a damn what people think of them. They don't. Yeah. They don't worry about making mistakes. I mean, obviously Jordan Pickford, for example, he's a he's an unbelievable goalkeeper. Don't get me wrong, but growing up with him, he did not give a, a damn about yeah. anyone, and yeah. that's why I think he's at the top. Yeah, no, of course, and it must have helped, um, you know, with that side of things. And and obviously, we know how we've heard a lot of you know how you you push Marco and and likewise in in training. But your relationship with Alid as well, that must be, you know, he he obviously thinks the the world of you and that must help in that sort of um, role, I guess. Yeah, no, definitely. Obviously, we'll start with Marco. Mine and Marco's relationship is unbelievable. Um, I've always got on with I mean, I'm a guy who gets on with everyone. Yeah. Um, I'll I'll talk to a brick wall, me. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, You have been for half an hour. (laughs) Yeah, literally. The um, but no, me and Mark will get on really, really well from from day one. We we just clicked. I think we've got a similar personality. We were bubbling. We want to make people laugh. We're the one who sends the funny videos into group chats. We're the one who's making jokes and winding people up on on the training field every day. Yeah. Um. No, our relationship is is second to none, and I've been in change rooms where I've not really got on with the goalkeepers before, and that's hard because you're in this little bubble. You're the goalkeeping, your little goalkeeping bubble. There, it's if you if there's one person that's not clicking, it's it's really hard because it just drags the session down all the time. But now, the relationship's so good, even with the younger lads, Tom and Key, and yeah, and obviously now Campy's in as well. We just bounce off one another. It's it's amazing. It's a good it's a good little group. Um, and I think because it's so good, that's why, why obviously Marco performed week in week out because he was so happy going into games. He was so good going into games because we're pushing him. We're constantly pushing him every day. Um, and again, obviously, that comes from Alad, and we we go back a good few years now. Me and Alad, um, yeah. I seen obviously work with my Cardiff. I work with my. He took me to Telford, mm-hmm. and then obviously he gives us the call to come to Coventry and. As much as he say, he likes to think he's the goalkeeping coach and he's the boss. I, I like to think if I said to him, "Go make me a cup of tea," he'd make me a cup of tea. <laughs> no, no, I'm just joking. Didn't tell him that, maybe. Yeah, I'll be doing laps around the pitch tomorrow. Yeah, that's um, it. No, we'll make sure yeah. we we'll make sure we turn. So got some shuttles to go. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he's my little tea boy. Tell him that. I, no, he, no, he's he's great. Alad, Alad's absolutely fantastic. I mean, he's only a young goalkeeping coach himself, um, and he's wanting to learn and. 
Yeah. He's learning good. He's he's around our gaffer, he's around Aidy, who's absolutely amazing. Yeah. And I think he's he's in a and he's in a club now where he can he can just kick on. Um and it's it's good because like you say, the sessions change all the time. We 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 prefer prepare for games in certain ways and he's he's developed in the time I've worked with him, even from working with my card of he's developed as a goalkeeping coach and it's it's really, really good this the the strides he's taken and of really which helps obviously me and Marco. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yeah. Moving on to your League your league Cup debut, you made your debut in the League Cup. It was, um, you then played against Watford in the next round as well. Um, a really good atmosphere that night. It must have been really good to test yourself against then Premier League opposition. Yeah, no, it was absolutely unbelievable to play against Watford then. Um, obviously, they had players who's on four, who's earned £40 million, was it, or cost £40 million, sorry. Um, Premier League team at the time, and they were struggling, weren't they? They, 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 couldn't, they couldn't win at all in the Premier League at, year, at the start of that season anyway. And um, we were going into a full of confidence. And um, it was not. It was amazing being there. The atmosphere, the fans that were there, because it was, was still a good turnout that night. Even the the yeah. Coventry fans were unbelievable. Um, and I th- we started so well. I remember starting that game so well. And I thought we we I think we missed a good opportunity. And I thought if we went one 0 up, that's game over. We'll we'll just go on to batter these. Uh, and unfortunately, they broke on us. They they scored a goal, and I think that just gave them the confidence that they needed. And I think obviously football is all about confidence, isn't it? And they took the opportunity and just grew from strength to strength. They had, I mean, they had players who can just they just turn it on when they want. You know what I mean? That's that's the difference. I mean, we've 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 got to be at our best all the time. Whereas they players who's been in the Premier League on were worth millions of pounds. It's yeah. they can just choose when they then when the when they switch it on. Um, but no, it was it was really good to play there, and obviously it was a good confidence. I say confident, obviously conceded three goals, but uh, <laughs> it was for my confidence playing against them and obviously holding our own and performing all right on the night. It was it was good. Um, now I took a lot of positives from the game, obviously apart from the result. Eh? We've heard a lot about the dressing room spirit that we had last season, and a few of the lads we've chatted to, your your name seems to crop up quite a lot around around that topic. Um, tell us a little bit about that, Ben, and sort of how important that that spirit was last year. Yeah, I honestly like. Uh, I, I've told a lot of people this year or even during the season that last season was the best season of my life um, being a footballer and I literally kicked I think six, seven games I played and obviously cup games and sitting on the bench all season people think well he's just there he's picking up he's picking up a wage he's he's training a couple of hours a day but it's it wasn't it's not about that we we were unbelievable honestly the, from, from day one mind from day one it, it just it felt like we'd been together for years. I mean, if you watched I'm a Celebrity, when, when I'm a Celebrity was on a couple of weeks ago, 
the, how they gelled together and it was people look for for arguments and all that but um we gelled we gelled straight away um and uh, on the training field it showed going into games it showed um and obviously we we, we had a lot of team bonding sessions last year and I think that helped them unfortunately this season we've missed out on a lot because of coronavirus um but the the togetherness is 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 absolutely amazing I've, I couldn't ask for a, a better bunch of boys to work I mean I've been in some good change rooms where there's been some great guys um but I, you could just you could just feel that it was going to be such a positive season from 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 being in the change room to being on the uh, training field to being on a pitch on a match day um the confidence that soared throughout the changing was was on it was second and none on so it was absolutely amazing to be a part of. Who who are some of the lads you're closest to, Ben? I would yeah, obviously like you said before, I talk to everyone. I mean, but yeah, people people want me to shut up half the time because I'm just <laughs> chatting rubbish. But uh I get on with everyone. Um obviously I sit next to Marco in the change room. Um I lived with Jamie Allen for a month. Obviously, I knew Jamie from my time at Rochdale, so I got on really well with him. We've got a good relationship. Good dance. Um, Jordan Shipley, I'm really close to because obviously he, we liked to be here last season, so it was it was nice to go out with him. We we, we used to spend a lot of times in the pub. Um, but I'm, I, everyone, I can I, I could go through every single person and say we've got this in common, we've got that in common, we'll do this together. Um, I spend a lot of time with Dom Hyam. Um, he, he's a, he's a great lad, but yeah, I, I, I do want to solely pick individuals out because obviously I'm, I'm I would say I'm close to everyone. Um, yeah. It's a really good change room, and like I say, I think I've just got the personality where I, I mean I go I go upstairs when it's dinner time and I spend half an hour talking to the chef. That's <laughs> that, that's I think that's the kind of person I am anyway. Like yeah, it must be nice for you though. You know, even though you didn't play a lot of games, you were able to I guess you know with that sort of team spirit and which clearly was, was so important for us last season. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like you see, a lot of, I've seen a lot of goalkeepers who've, who sulk on and just want to come in, train, then go home. Whereas, I, I've, I think I used my character a lot last season to just, just yeah, just to, just to be lively, just to put a smile on people's faces. Say if the games that we did lose last year, I'd be the first thing on a Monday morning. I'd be, I'd be the one trying to make someone laugh. You know what I mean? I'd be, I'd be annoying someone, and they're going, Ben, it's nine o'clock in the morning. Why are you so happy? I mean, you're living <laughs> the greatest life. You know what I mean? Just, you just got to be happy. And I think you perform better when you're happy. And it was, it was. There was not many days last year, last season, when when the lads were down. We've got we had so many happy characters in there that we just bounced off one another and like you say, I, I I get on really well with the coaching staff, I get on really well with everyone in the offices. Um and yeah, I just try and use uh, I see I have got a big personality, but I come home and I'm quiet, you know. That's yeah. <laughs> people people don't see me that I think I just I just relax and sit quiet and we on four walls. Although my missus is looking at me now going, Yeah, good one. Um <laughs> No, I think I think I uh, I try to use because I wasn't playing on a Saturday and I couldn't get me personality across on the pitch. I uh, yeah. I used it in different ways and or maybe Eddie liked to tell me off a little bit last year because maybe I was too happy on the training field, <laughs> but uh, joking on too many times. But um, no, I think it's I think it's good. Obviously, the lads used my personality to to help help gain what they what they did from it. Um, and obviously, uh, you hear a lot of things in the paper or what Alad's come out and said in interviews. And it's 
it's nice to hear because at the time I don't see me using my personality for things like that. You know what I mean? I just see it yeah. as I come in and I'm a happy guy. I just want to be everyone happy. But then what difference it made or what they say it made is it like makes me feel so good about myself. Yeah, definitely. And um, you said it was the best sort of season of your life. Um, tell us about the day when they announced we won the league. <laughs> I don't really remember much, to be honest. <laughs> Neither uh, we, we, when I read the questions there before, I uh, I said I said to my sister, says, what the hell? I says, I'm sure you opened a bottle of champagne at one o'clock in the afternoon that day. Um, but I just, I just, we knew, we knew, we kind of knew when the battle were ahead that we'd been promoted um, or we were going to get promoted. But to, to, to actually hear it, honestly, I think I cried. I, tears came out. Um, I couldn't get the champagne bottle out quick enough. Um, and the worst thing about it is I hadn't had no food all day. So when we obviously decided, I think obviously it was during lockdown, we weren't supposed to meet up, but um, between us and obviously all the Conference City fans, <laughs> we um, we got together and, yeah, we we celebrated and we made sure we celebrated because the lads deserved it. We honestly, they, they deserved it more than anyone last season to 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 have the party that we did. That we did. Um and to celebrate like we did, because what what an achievement that was! What an achievement with a group, like yeah. I say again, a great bunch of lads. Huge. And heading into pre-season, um, obviously knowing that you were going into the championship, just tell us about that and preparation. I'm, I'm sure it's probably no different to the, the league before, but um, yeah, how did that feel? And, and what did you make of the new additions to the, the squad when they first came in? Yeah, um, obviously, with with all what was going on, it was always going to be difficult because obviously we'd not kicked a ball in, was it four months? I think we yeah. didn't kick a ball for. Yeah. And you see all these other championship teams, they they finished the season, so they were all fit. We, we'd we been running, yeah, we'd been keeping ourselves fit, but there's no there's no fitness like actually playing football. So yeah. the six weeks you have off in the summer, yeah, you run a little bit, you get fit, but you still still got a little bit left over from the season before. Um. So we knew it was going to be tough, and there was there was a few injuries early doors in pre-season. Yeah, um, and it was tough. People dropping out of training. We we had we had the young lads training with us all the time, um, and it was hard. Like people were in and out, and it was it was hard to find that balance at the time. But it was, I mean, it was still we were all happy as Larry. We'd just been promoted. We were in the championship, um, and we we were nothing but positive going in because we knew for a fact that I mean, when we played Birmingham last season, the championship team, and we. We obviously, as much as we drew and then got beat on penalties, we knew we battered that team. And yeah. So we knew in our head that we were going to hold our own, not matter what in this league. Yeah. And if if not, we could kick on. Um. So it was yeah, it was a it was a positive preseason with with all the restrictions that was going on. It was always going to be tough. Um, getting Corona tested twice a week, which obviously the lads still still to this day don't enjoy. Yeah. Um. But no, it was like I say, it was it was really positive with with all the facilities that we had and um everything that was going on. We we dealt with it really, really good and we, we were ready for the start of the season. Um and obviously you see there's a few new signings, new few new faces, uh, which is it's always nice to have a bit uh bit of freshness coming in. Um and they they all settled in really well. Um obviously a few of them picked up injuries again, obviously the Coming from abroad, adapting to the uh, to the British ways, obviously, yeah. or the English game is always always going to be hard. But um, you see, you look at you look at Gus for example. He's a I think he's a prime example. He's been um, 
he's been absolutely outstanding and people look at me as the as the character in the change room I think you've got to you've got to have eyes in the back of the head when he's in the change room honestly <laughs> the amount of times I've wanted to slap him for annoying me blame me he's obviously nipping you he's pulling your hair he's slapping you he, but he just comes from nowhere he's, but he, he's, he's crazy um, we know all the additions have, they've brought their own little and little bit from where they've been before and had their own little stamp on it um, obviously we've got Tyler who's come in he's he's had a good career in England so far Yeah. Um, and he's obviously he come in he had the obviously two weeks out but he's come back he's he's playing and he's doing really well um, so no, the, the signings have been absolutely fantastic for the for the team and for um, for for the club itself. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. It was it was always going to be a tough start, I suppose, in the championship. Um, probably because of what you mentioned there about the teams that they seem to re, you know probably completely match fit and on the boil. And, and perhaps you know we've had a pre-season, but not quite the same as as a lot of the other teams. But really started to grow into the season, didn't we? No, definitely. I mean, even if you look at last season, like we we didn't win away from home. Was it for was it eleven games? I think yeah. it was. Or it took us eleven games before we won away from home. But at the same time, we were drawn games. We weren't getting beat. So <laughs> that curves. You're building confidence because you're building points. Um, and obviously, this season we were getting punished a lot more. Whereas in League One, you weren't getting punished as much for mistakes. Yeah. Um, but like I said, yeah, yeah. If if we'd had finish the season off I think we would have been a lot more even though we felt ready enough as a team yeah. we would have I think we would have been a lot more ready um, and uh, I think obviously slowly now coming together um, the lads have been absolutely fantastic last few weeks um, and I think we'll just get we've grown from strength to strength and I think obviously we can only see a positive outcome at the end of it um, and like you say we're, slow, we're slowly climbing up the table we're getting more points um, and we've got nothing but positivity going into the new year now. Yeah, no, exactly. And the Cardiff game, obviously coming on for your league debut, it might have been a bit of a bit of a shock, I suppose. It, it, towards that, you're thinking, you know, probably thinking, well, it's not, it's another night, you know, perhaps not going to be be on the pitch, and then you have to be mentally ready, like like you mentioned before. Yeah, no, it was it was crazy. Honestly, I was sat there, I, I sit between Marshy and uh, Marcus, the uh, masseur. And oh, we have a great laugh sitting on the bench. As much as as much as I concentrate on the game, we do have yeah. a good laugh. And um, honestly, I, I was ready to take my shin pads off. I thought it's two minutes left. I'm sat here. I've got a little hot water bottle on my lap. Uh, we'll see the game out. We'll win. And uh, that's it. Well, all lads will be buzzing. And um, he's went down injured. I thought, oh, God, here he goes again. He he likes to chuck himself on the floor from time <laughs> to time, Marco. Because um, I, remember, I remember a game last season. I can't, I can't remember. I think it might have been Tranmere, you know. Um, was it? Did we play? Uh, Tram- did we home. play? Tram- did we play Tramia away last year? Yeah, we did because it was Christmas, that when the pitch was, yeah. was it the pitch when it was horrendous, wasn't it? Yeah, it was and um, I'm sure I'm sure it was Tramia. And uh, I think it was a minute after half time. He was down injured, and I was still in the change room chatting to Marsh eating eating Jaffa cakes. And all of a sudden, <laughs> one of the lads came running in saying, "Ben, Ben, Mark was down. Mark was down. I've chucked these Jaffa cakes. Honestly, I was devastated. I've ran out." I've done a quick warm up and he's got up. There's nothing rather, nothing wrong with him. <laughs> so I thought myself, I thought I'll slowly get up. I'll walk down the bottom, waste a little bit of time. I've I've run down. I had a slow little jog down the touchline, and um, obviously I seen I seen the card of physio there, and um, who I knew from my time there, and we had a little bit of a chat. And I thought he's going to get up. He's going to be fine. 
And then I see I was looking over and I seen the physio started um, talking talking into his microphone. I thought, oh my god, oh my god, it's happening, it's happening. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I think it was Adam Hearn who shouted, "Ben, Ben!" And I thought, oh my god, oh my god, it is. It's 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 time. It's time. And uh, I've walked I've walked back and honestly I think I've walked back. So I might have, actually I might have jogged back. And I've got ready so slowly. Honestly, I was shaking like mad. And I don't know if that was because I was freezing or nervous. Um, a bit of both. But um, like I say, it was two minutes left. And I thought, they're just going to pile this ball into my box. Yes. Um, you had the six foot five players here, there and everywhere on the pitch. And I thought to myself, I'm going to get smashed here. If Mark was coming off like that, well, am I going to be like that? <laughs> and then... Um, now, luckily, well, I say luckily, the first thing I had to do was take a goal kick. I'd be, I'd been sat down for ninety minutes, and I come on, I had to kick a goal kick as far as I could. Um, is it? What is it? Is it? You know, do you, would you prefer to be on in that scenario? Would you prefer to be on longer, or is it? it was it almost not a relief, no. but you know, it's it, you know, it's a minute or so. It, it, we knew they were going to pepper the box probably, but did, yeah. did it felt? I don't know. Was it? What's easier? I no, it was it was a good time to come on. I think if I was to come on, it would be literally with a minute to go because you come on early in the game, you've never had a proper warm up. Yeah. It's it's hard to get into the game, and you you're freezing, you're trying to get going. And even when I was stood there on the pitch, I was like, oh, "What hell? My my head's all over the place. My head's all over the place. I'm not seeing things here." Um, and obviously they put that ball in the box. I says, "Here we go. Here we go." We're coming, we're coming, we're coming. And I seen a guy run in front of us. I thought, oh my God, he's got it, he's got it. He's six for five, he's got it. I would, and it just fell into my hands and I felt the floor and I heard all the relief on the boys. Oh, fantastic, Ben, absolutely amazing. Love that, Ben. Yeah, and if fans were in, that would have been the loudest, wouldn't it? It would have been the oh, fifth yeah. fans, but it would have been so loud when that, um, when that catch. It would have been, yeah, it would have been absolutely amazing for them to be there. And just to say that I could hold onto a ball, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, no, it was it was nice to come on when I did, even though obviously the the circumstances is not where not how yeah. I wanted to make my debut. But um, obviously, best wish of Mark. He's 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 had his operation. He's he's on the men now. So um, no, it was it was obviously like I say, apart from the circumstances, it was good to be out there and obviously good to get get be against Cardiff, who I previously paid for. Yeah. And obviously we won. So it was um even better as I class myself, even though I was on for two minutes, I still class as my first clean sheet. <laughs> yeah, we we'll give you that one as well, uh, <laughs> Ben. Um and then you obviously made your, your full league debut um away at Carrow Road. It's not a bad place to, to make your debut, is it? Even though there weren't fans there. Yeah, no, it was it was amazing to play there. I mean when I was back in Cardiff, I'd, I'd, it was my second game for Cardiff. I think I played against um, played against Norwich, and obviously that back then there was twenty odd thousand fans there. Yeah. Um, so th- there was a little bit less nerves purely because there was no fans there. But um, I think the nerves that I had before the game um, was enough to get me through it. And luckily, luckily the first half went so well. Obviously, apart from, <laughs> apart from one daft incident. Um, yeah. And I just, I just felt me, I just felt my confidence growing. I, I felt the confidence from the guys in the changing room, um, from the coaching staff. And obviously, when you, when you feel that people's got confidence in you, it just makes you grow at the next level. Yeah. Um, and obviously, luckily, I say, like I say, I had a good first half, and that gave me that, that allowed me to put my shoulders back a little bit and just enjoy the game a little bit more. Yeah, definitely. And the, the penalty incident. I mean, we 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 were talking about it on our on our podcast, and we all got a bit sort of wound up about it. What did you make of it? Ben? Oh, it was it was an absolute disgrace of a decision. I'm not going to lie. Honestly, I, 
I don't think there's one man in foot apart from referee that referee. I don't think there's one other man in football that would would agree that it was a penalty. Mm-hmm. I just don't understand how he's given it or what he's seen to give it. Yeah. I've got two hands mm-hmm. firmly on the ball, and he's saying I've took him out. I've took the player out first. And I thought to myself, well, I've got two hands of ball, and he's kicked my hip. He's nowhere yeah. near the ball. Yeah. Um. It was it was outrageous. I even spoke him after game, or even at half time. I says, "You go in there now and have a look at that." And I says, "I bet you change your mind." And he's come out second half. He's well. I've had a look of it. But, mm, I, I still think you've caught him a little bit. Like, oh, and I thought, oh, you've, amazing, you know, yeah. for what obviously he can't turn around and say, "Look, it's it's not a penalty," because obviously he's given it. But um, he knew when he said it wasn't a penalty, and he made the wrong decision. And obviously, looking back, we would have went on to win the game one 0 and it would have been a nice, uh, an unbelievable, an unbelievable game for the first game. Yeah, definitely. yeah. And you've obviously played a few games now um, in the first team, and. I guess from our point of view, it's, you seem to be sort of very confident, you're commanding your area well. How have you sort of felt? Have you felt quite comfortable now sort of having played a few games? I, th- I think I'm I think I'm growing in confidence yeah. going into games now. I'm, I'm back on my own ability where once over I was going into games, playing a game every now and then and I wasn't really match sharp or I wasn't mentally ready to go in and play, you know what I mean? But... I, I feel, I feel, I feel good. I, but it, it, I think, obviously, me, I've, I'm a guy who plays on confidence. And I think, again, if the gaffer trusts me, if Alad trusts me, if the players trust me, it gives me that confidence to believe in myself a little bit more. And that's what it's been. Um, and I, I've enjoyed it. I've each game gets better and better. Um, and yeah, I'm enjoying it. Obviously, with the result, the way the results have been as well, it's been absolutely amazing. Yeah, so yeah. obviously that helps. I've 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 had a few good performances. Um, it's no, just nice. I'm I'm going in the games, knowing fine well I've got such a good back four or back five in front of me. Yeah. Um, or even ten players in front of me, should I say, that I trust them so much that we're we're going to get a positive result no matter what. Yeah. Um, and I, it it does it it helps so much knowing that and believing in one another. Yeah, absolutely. And one thing that we sort of noticed uh, about you is your distribution's been really good, and and you know using both your feet as well. Is that something you sort of worked on a lot in training? Um, I think well, when I was younger, I, I I used to work on my not so much my kicking itself, but my how I kicked a ball and how my run up to a ball, and I've toyed with it all my life. Um, and I was was my goalkeeping coach at Cardiff. I mean, I could always kick a ball a mile when I was younger. Mm. Um, but never really consistent, if you get me. Um, but now I see all these goalkeepers now running up to the ball as fast as they can and trying to whack it as hard as they can. And it's going here, there and everywhere. Yeah, it might be going far, but it's going here, there and everywhere. Well, what I try and tell people now is you, you look at rugby players, look at Owen Farrell, the way he kicks a ball. He can kick a ball a mile and he walks up to the ball. He doesn't run up the ball. Everything's in control. Um, I think I think a few people picked up on me goal kick against Cardiff when I came on. Mm. They see me step back, and then I took a deep breath before I went and kicked it. And I think you just got to control yourself into the ball. And I think it's all about technique. Obviously, if yeah. you can run and smash a ball with good technique, then fair play. But I think it's all about your contact on the ball and the technique. And I literally walk up to the ball and just strike through it. And I've I wouldn't say I worked on my left foot a lot. I just I went out one day and I thought, yeah, actually, I'm 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 not too bad with my left foot. I can kick it all right. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's, again, again, it's just believing in it, just yeah, believing good, you can do good, it. It's a good thing to have in your locker, isn't it, as a goalkeeper to be able to do it on both feet? 
Yeah, unbelievable. Obviously, you get yourself out of a lot of tricky situations. Um, if you can kick it, kick it with both feet. And I enjoy kicking with left foot. I I remember one, one loan spell. I used to I would roll it out, roll it to the right hand side, then boom it as far as I can with my right foot. So the the strikers used to stand over that side. So then I'd run over the other side, just drop it on my left foot, and then clip it forward with my left foot. Um. And even on Saturday, I think I got a little bit too confident in mine. And then I, cl- I clipped the ball to Funky with my left foot and I thought, my Ben, right, that's enough. Don't get too carried away with yourself here. <laughs> um, but no, I think, yeah, you're, I think it's just back your own ability. And I trust my left foot enough to, to get me out of situations. Yeah, exactly. And it's, you know, it's great seeing that you're, you're enjoying your, your regular team football. And um, what sort of ambitions do you have for the rest of the season, I suppose? I think... And individually, I think obviously it's it's lovely playing at the minute. I think it's great. Everything's going well. Um, so obviously, it's getting out the mindset of being a number two and seeing yourself right now as a number one. Mm-hmm. And if I can maintain that position till the end of the season, then I think it's been a positive season. Yeah. If Marto comes back and if he if he plays, then I'll I'll still be in the zone of thinking. Well, I'm pushing him. People trust me enough now to be able yeah. to play. Um, and I'll give it my all again. So it's nothing. If if I go back to sitting on the bench, or going back to being number two, nothing changes in my mind. Yeah. Um. I'm still going to work every day as if I want to play on a Saturday. Um. But like I say, as going to a team ambition, it's obviously finishing as high as we possibly can. Stay staying in the the championship, which would be a massive achievement itself. Yeah. But we know we know ourselves. We we can beat anyone on the day. I mean, the results we've had, teams in the top of half of the league that we've beaten. Uh, I've got good positive draws against. Um, we know for a fact that if we can we can finish as high up this table as we wanted if we if we like say if we stick together and we we continue performing at this level. Like. Yeah, exactly. It was going to say obviously safety is always going to be the first the first ambition for the team, isn't it? But we heard so much last season about. Um, Carl McFadden, obviously, calculating the points up every single week or every day at training to, to when we were going to get. Um, I'm not sure if he's doing the same with. Um, yeah. you know, I'm not sure. Safety. I'm not sure what Fads knows how to use a calculator, so I'm not sure what Simmer was doing that. Some someone might have said that, but I'm not sure if he can if he can use a calculator very well. Him, he's, he's had too many balls in his career, and he's from Sheffield. <laughs> But I, but I suppose you know it is that um, you know the, the sort of vibe in the in the changing room is very much that you know that we we're sort of pulling clear and and hope you know obviously no one's ever going to think it job done. But do, do we feel a lot more confident that 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 aim has been sort of met? Yeah, no, of course. Obviously, the way results are going, results give you confidence, don't they? So, um, game by game. I mean, even the games we we got beaten or we conceded a couple of good goals in we were performing really really well yeah it was just little mistakes and obviously we've tidied that up a little bit now and the the lads are growing with confidence the staff have got confidence about them um and it just it's just breathing through the whole team it's it's great and we know for a fact we we can we can kick on and we like i said before we can beat anyone and we yeah. we we will continue to grow as a team look you're going to get sapbox you can't win every game but mm-hmm. um it will be will will be more more positives than negatives hopefully this season well definitely this season i can i can you can just feel it again and on a sort of final note, really, um, obviously it's been a shame that haven't been any fans at the games, you know, especially this season with you sort of breaking into the team. But um, what, what do you make of the Sky Blue Army and the support they, they gave the team last season? Yeah, no, they're, 
the Sky Blue Army was absolutely amazing. Um, away from home, especially they were they were absolutely outstanding. Uh, they travelled so many miles last year. They were in Aussie. The voices that on them, honestly, they were singing the heart out from from minute one to the ninetieth minute. It was obviously we had a lot of positive results last season. And that does help, but honestly, they were. They were amazing. They were absolutely fantastic. Even with the lads who, like myself, who weren't playing as many games, they were all they were in support of everyone. Um, and even the even the ones who turned up to the home, well, say the home games to St Andrews, um, they sung the hearts out there. And obviously, it's difficult times. We would like to be back in the Rico, but um, home or away, you hear them. They're, they're behind the boys. Um, and it it helps. It does help so much. They they are. I like to call myself the twelfth man, so they can we can be the twelfth man together. Um, no, they they they're absolutely outstanding. I've, I've even you hear over the years how good Coventry fans are. Um, and obviously they spurred us on a lot last season. And I think they just the the they gave all the lads so much confidence um, in themselves. And yeah, they 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 can take part in in the promotion that we had last season and obviously in the games this season. Um, I know they're all watching from home uh, week in, week out, so they'll be screaming and shouting at telly spilling pints when they're, when they're allowed to drink, that is. Um, so, no, the, we can't wait to have them back. Um, but for obviously the time being, everyone, at least everyone's safe and sound at home. Um, yeah. And when they do back, they'll be, they'll be once again singing the hearts out. I'm, I'm sure about that. Yeah, definitely. Hopefully it's, uh, it's not too long to wait. Um, ben, thanks for joining us on the show. It's been absolutely brilliant to, to learn more about you and, and your football career. Um, and as your sponsor at Sky News Extra, we've particularly enjoyed seeing you break into the first team. Um, on behalf of all the Sky News fans, I just want to wish you the best of luck for the rest of the season. No, well, thank you very much for your time and obviously for sponsoring me as well. Um, I've had so much fun tonight. Like I was honestly, I was sitting in the chair beforehand. I was so nervous. I was thinking, I'm more nervous to talk in here than I am going into games. <laughs> um, Honestly, I think you, you, you're overthinking your head what you're going to say, what can I say, and all this. But honestly, it's I've, I, I appreciate your time, um, and I've, I've enjoyed every single minute of it. Obviously, being able to tell a little bit about myself, and hopefully, people will understand what I've been saying. <laughs> yeah, no, no, Ben, it's been it's honestly been absolutely brilliant. We've we've really enjoyed it as well. Um, so thanks for that, and I'm sure our, our listeners will, will really enjoy it too. Um, listeners don't forget to check out Shortland Horn our, our sponsors for the latest properties across Coventry and also check out the Sky News Extra website for all of our latest content as well as our merchandise and as always if you want to get involved in the conversation on any of our channels just use the hashtag Sky News Extra Podcast Thanks for listening to the Sky Blues Extra Podcast days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.